This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I'm Jody Vance in for Simi Sarah. I've been looking forward to this segment since I saw this story move. Being a good digital citizen is a, more than a new social catchphrase. It's actually a real thing. It's part of a, a generation of online gamers and those who can't or don't like to go out into the busyness of the community all the time. The cliche of gamers being social outcasts who dwell in basements is just simply untrue. Just check the profitability of esports. Online is an actual community and not a negative one for millions and millions of people. The digital uh, society that is growing by the hour is one that just cannot be poo-pooed by those who want it to go away. So for many who love their online friends as much as their neighborhood crew, it's important to uh, help evolve these perceptions, to acknowledge that there's a balance. And our next guest has been uh, talking about the importance of good digital citizenship for years, Frank, frankly. You know him well. You love him. Jesse Miller, uh, founder of Mediated Reality, a social media educator, is with us. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jody. You and I love to talk digital citizenship. You've literally calmed my parenting nerves when I worry about the online community because it gets so much negative clickbait. But this story that connects a Texas teenager with his gaming friend in the UK is so cool. I just had to have you on when I saw you tweet it. Well, it's, it's an amazing story, and it's one where we do look at the value relationships in our mediated spaces. Um, and to your introduction point, uh, we, we usually have this stigma, this stereotype around uh, kids who play video games as being recluse and, and not wanting to talk. Uh, and, in, and in this format, actually, the uh, 17-year-old in England, the young man who had a seizure, his parents said he traditionally was very quiet. And so in family spaces and school spaces, you might have somebody who is a little bit more removed from uh, the everyday activities of a busy recess. Uh, but for this individual, he was able to engage a lot of healthy relationships that saved his life. It really is a fascinating story. His name is Aiden Jackson, 17 years old, was talking to an American gamer from his bedroom uh, in, in the UK last month and when he had a fit. So his friend, 20-year-old Daya Lathora from Texas, actually alerted police in the UK. It gives me goosebumps. Even though I know the story inside and out, I still think, my gosh, how those parents must have been relieved. First of all, startled to see the police pull up in front of their home, but relieved because they otherwise would never have known. Well, and, and that, that kind of goes to the point of where the comfort level with some parents are when it comes to their kids in tech. Uh, they said in their interview that they were uh, used to having him kind of closed off in his bedroom and mm. that uh, they were used to him being quiet. Um, so for him having a seizure by himself and the idea of checking on your child a couple hours later, uh, not knowing what's going on in the confines of your home, this kind of brings the Internet into that everyday aspect of where our kids connect. Um, I have a couple concerns with the story, though. First and foremost, I'm always interested about age and, and closeness in age. Yeah. Uh, these kids are two and a half years separated. So you will see a bit of a commonality in peer group. Uh, at some point, they both were in high school. And this is a young man connecting with somebody who he may have been talking to for years. But one thing parents have to keep in mind here is that your children have the ability to engage with anybody online. Mm. And in that, uh, it's one of those healthy dialogues saying this is close in age. It seems like they have a good relationship. And uh, the one thing that does stand out to me is that even though she didn't have parents' phone numbers to try and call them, 
them, she did have his mailing address, which shows you there are a lot of interesting support systems that go into this. You might have a kid who doesn't get a lot of birthday presents because they don't have great friends at school, but they have a friend on the other side of the planet who remembers their birthday and sends them something amazing that they bought off Amazon. And uh, it's one of those things where relationships develop in a variety of ways. We just have to be there for those who are most vulnerable, whether they be the children or the seniors in our life who are uh, uh, reaching out to somebody because they're lonely. It's a really good thing to keep in mind when we uh, are often inundated with the clickbait and the fear-based stories on how people connect online because there is that underbelly like sharing sharing certain information online is a huge no and security is a big piece but if you teach good digital citizenship a la jesse miller um, you can really navigate your way through it's like having a pen pal well, very much. And that, that is that key point. It's like having a pen pal. And I think that's the comfortable place that parents could be with this dialogue is that there was somebody that you were connected with when you were a kid in the 70s or 80s that had your home address. It wasn't that big of a deal to protect that information because it was literally in the phone book. Yeah. Um, but within that, just the way that we've shaped our, our connectivity today, we're a bit more inclined to give a username than a physical address. We're a little bit more inclined to uh, give a profile than a phone number. So with kids who are using these tools and these are young adults who are connecting in a different way they may have found their life partner uh, 5,000 kilometers away or they found the person who's willing to call the emergency services and, and say my friend has a, an issue and you need to listen to me it's interesting because how often have we been asked hey what's your postal code and you, know, you just throw down your postal code it's like your postal code gives exactly where you live like exactly yeah and, yeah, and, and to that point of just you know the fear of what's what's somebody going to do, do with that yeah. That's the benefit of the relationship, right? They, yeah. they feel comfortable because it's a healthy dialogue. Every time I went to the Gap, I gave them my postal code. You know, come <laughs> on. Uh, hey, what is this crazy OK Boomer story out of Vermont? What's in the water in Vermont? So there's a, uh, a Democratic senator from Vermont who is a, a firm Second Amendment rights advocate. And uh, in, in the state of Vermont, you have to be over 21 to purchase a firearm. He believes that it should be dropped down to 18. So what he's doing is he's positioning a bill stating that uh, anybody under 21 who owns a phone could be fined. Uh, and he's, he's realistic in this. He's saying that the phone is as equally dangerous as it comes down to uh, anything. But he's pointing out that if we can trust a child uh, who's 18 to 21 or a young adult with a, with a phone where they could text and drive or they can bully somebody, they should have equal access to purchasing a firearm. And it's a, it's a non-starter in, in any dialogue, but it is getting attention. It is quite the story. Uh, again, another reason to follow Jesse Miller of Mediated Reality on Twitter. I am always very... Very appreciative of you giving us some of your time on the program. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Jody. Hey, for listeners, go to StoryHive, smash forward. You're going to hear a little bit more about our gaming community in Vancouver, and it's one of those things where parents can bridge the gap with their kids. Say it again, StoryHive? StoryHive, look up smash forward. You'll see some really neat kids and, and young people in BC who are doing some great stuff with esports.